The Natural Man podcast is intended as general information for educational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice or a diagnosis of any kind or as a substitute for medical treatment. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of or treatment by any physician. Do not rely upon any information to replace consultations or advice received by qualified health professionals regarding your own specific situation. If you suspect that you have a medical problem, you are urged to seek competent medical help. The Natural Man podcast and its representatives and agents disclaim any liability for any negative or other medical or other outcomes that may occur as a result of acting on or not acting on any information contained in the podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the host and all guests are their own, and their appearance on this podcast and at the website of the Natural Man Podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent and does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Natural Man Podcast. This is the Natural Man Podcast. So here, are you there? Yeah, okay. Um, so I used to, I used to have chronic insomnia and I would, um, toss and turn so much that I didn't want to wake my wife. So I would go to the living room and, um, sleep on the couch, try to sleep on the couch right beside a Wi-Fi router, like literally like a few feet away. Um, just baking my tissues and probably keeping me up all night as well. Um, you know, I started doing research on this stuff, a lot of emerging, Research is coming out how all those electromagnetic frequencies can actually suppress melatonin. So if you're not kicking out melatonin, you're not getting to sleep. Um, so there was that. There was I'm going to sneeze. Sorry, allergies. So in, in case in case you're wondering, we're here with Mike C, founder of the Natural Man Podcast, and he's talking about electromagnetic forces in his walls that might cause him undue harm, and he's telling us right now how to correct that. Now, if you haven't thought about this stuff, doesn't matter because all these little things add up to a lot. So, yep. uh, we're going to get into Mike C here and and figure out what makes him tick and what makes him care so much about you and what makes him make what makes him care in general. Because not everybody gives a sh not everybody can get their attention off themselves and take a look around at the world and and really be concerned about the world's well being. And and Mike C is one of these guys. So Mike C from the Natural Man Podcast. Yes. So we're doing this, we're doing this like in reverse. I'm always the interviewer, but, but Tom, a good friend of mine is interviewing me. Uh, we thought we'd have some fun today and I guess we talk about me instead of other stuff, which I hope is compelling. <laughs> well, you must've learned a lot over, I mean, this podcast must be really informative to you in terms of, in terms of you, you know, getting the word out there on how we can be better. And there's nothing more, you know, um, important than people that give a shit. and in this world that where where it's really easy to become more self-involved than ever uh it's nice to know there's folks like they're like like you that are doing the work yeah i appreciate that and it's it's been a journey man i mean you've been on some past episodes and we we've uh been able to dive in some some ptsd related things and uh I've just had the chance to speak with so many um, different specialists from so many different fields, um, everything from heart surgeons to uh, family, you know, like regular cardiologists to naturopaths to acupuncturists to uh, people who do this EMF mitigation work. Like it's been all across the map. And, and again, Tom, like yourself, um, just taking the arts and merging them into uh, treating, you know, mental issues that many of us deal with. So it's just been, it's been an awesome journey. It's been empowering for me. 
And because I've been on this journey myself in, in a process of, of trying to recover from chronic illness and self-healing, and then being able to share that experience with other people and, and being able to hopefully be an advocate for these people and, and encourage them to pursue the same path if they're fighting with something, um, they're not well, and hopefully find a path to get better. Because so sometimes, guys, listen, listen. Yeah. We're here with Mike C, the founder of the Natural Man Podcast. We're kind of putting the shoe on the other foot for him, in case you're just tuning in. And uh, I, I got I'm really, you know, a lot of times when we do these things, uh, having you know been on the radio for a couple of years and um, you know had a podcast of my own, I know that there's some significant things that really impact you. Can you think of like the top three? experiences that you've had doing the natural man podcast relative to your guests uh that really stick with you top three. Oh man there's just been so many um probably man that's a tough question tom that's a tough question well, take three. one at a time yeah take take the first um, impulse that comes i mean get the first thing that sticks probably my my discussion with uh Robert Kogadal, who's an acupuncturist in Scottsdale, Arizona, and how he shared categorizing the kind of food we eat and and breaking it down on a molecular level, um, you know, feeding our mitochondria, uh, the powerhouse, the, the, the batteries inside every cell in our body, and how he told me, because um, I did not know this, he told me proteins are the most dense in electrons, which we need. So we need to eat proteins, fats are second, and carbohydrates were third. And for years and years and years, I had that all backwards. And I ate low protein, I ate crazy carbs, and I was sick as a dog. <laughs> so did you shift up the, the diet entirely? What happened? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I, I was on this vegan train, and I've talked about this in the past, for like 10 years. And I was stubborn about it because I wasn't well and I was getting sicker, but I was like, well, no, this is a way to eat. You know, I can't eat a lot of animal proteins. This is bad. Um, and, and I just wasn't getting better. I wasn't getting better. And I, I tried, I tried, I was doing like juice cleanses and, and all this different kind of stuff. And, um, I just would have animal proteins here and there. And every time I'd have a piece of chicken or fish, I just felt amazing after and I still fought it. Like, that's how stubborn we are as humans, right? Gosh, gosh. <laughs> ignorance is just defining our species for sure. It's amazing yeah. how hard it is to change, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. And so I, I gradually started increasing more proteins. And when you put more proteins into your diet, you just naturally dip in the carbs. You don't eat as many carbs. Suddenly you're not eating breads. You're not eating pastas and, and cereals and things like that. And I love that stuff. Like I thrived on all that stuff. And I just noticed improvements in my digestion, in how I felt. Um, I have noticed improvements in my sleep just all around. I had more energy levels and the staple for me is, is seafood seafood and vegetables. So that's something my family and I try to implement daily. And, and that's just been monumental. And it was you, back. You know, what's interesting. It, it's, yeah. it's so great that you start with diet because as with any great change in somebody's life, it seems to always begin with diet. 
Like, yeah. like there's something that clicks in us where either we're not happy with ourselves, we're not happy with our lives, we're not happy with how we look, we're not happy with how we feel, or we want, you know, more energy to do something else. It all begins yeah. with a diet. Yeah. You know, it's is that have you found that like so to be so true? I know notice in my life, I can think of like eight major transitions in my life where things got better. And I just decided, hey man, you got to discipline yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, what you put in is what you get out, right? And I mean, if you don't fuel yourself with the proper fuel, um, you know, I heard a I heard a a doctor once say, like a holistic doc who's fairly well known say, uh. You know, it's like the equivalent of taking a Ferrari and putting, you know, soda water in the gas tank. Is it going to run as well? No. You want to give it premium gasoline. And that's how we have to look at how we feed ourselves. If you're putting junk in, how are you going to feel? How do you feel when you go eat? Now, this is not when you're like 16 and you can eat anything and digest anything. Okay. I'm not talking that right now. But how do you feel when you eat a giant fast food meal? afterwards you don't feel very good right i mean i don't i don't know maybe you got digestion of steel but i don't <laughs> uh, no no I, I i definitely catches up with you regardless yeah right. and it sits in you right it's like you ate a bag of rocks it sits <laughs> in there and and whenever i slack like i don't um i don't do a lot of gluten because it does mess with my you know my digestion a little bit i can do some um but i remember like the odd time i'll, I'll cheat and i'll eat like uh I don't know, man, just, you know, I don't eat a perfect diet. So I'll eat like, you know, a few giant wheat laden cookies or whatever it is, right? Something with a ton of wheat flour in it, just like globs of flour and I'll feel it after. It's like, ah, oh. and I'll remember, this is why I don't eat like this anymore. Cause I just, I can't, I can't do it. So tell you, me, you, tell me, I know, I know you have a family, right? Yeah, I do have a family. No, I got a wife and three kids. Oh my um, goodness! So, so yeah. here's here's the big challenge. So you, here, you, here you learn something. Dad has a breakthrough. Nobody else is following through on his diet. Nobody wants your diet. How do yeah. you communicate these beautiful things that you learn from this Natural Man podcast? How do you communicate that to your family? Do you just lead by example? You just do it, and then everybody kind of starts falling in line. What what, what do you do? How do you communicate you know these things? It wasn't, it wasn't bad, man. You know, my wife is really on board. Like my wife has always wanted, she's always had this holistic, um, you know, uh, predisposition for a lack of a better word. And so she was, she was on board. So when I made these little discoveries and connections, um, she was, she was into it. And actually she started this journey because she picked up a book by um, Kevin Trudeau. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. It was called uh, Natural Cures. And this is like ages ago. This is like early in our marriage. She picked it up and it just, it, it was a book to steer people into more holistic living. So it actually started with her. Um, and I remember we were sitting in a bookstore and I was just reading, I don't know what I was reading, like a car magazine or something like something that was just leisurely. And she's like, you should look at this. And I was I was kind of pushing back. I was like, I, I don't want to learn anything right now. I just want to sit and chill and and relax. You know what I mean? Enjoy this afternoon, Saturday afternoon in, in a bookstore. And she couldn't put the book down. And she bought the book, brought it home. She read it front to back. It's a big book too. And, uh, you know, she started implementing a lot of these things. She started making different choices at the grocery store. She's the chef in the home. And... 
uh, our meals started to change and we started to eliminate dairy and stuff like that. And we started noticing things. And because we all started noticing things that were making us feel better, not all of our kids were born yet at the time. So, so um, most of them were born into this lifestyle. So it didn't require a lot of shifting. It, it actually started with the more wiser of the two, that being my wife, leading us down that path. And then I just kind of followed. And then years later, I'm doing a podcast talking about this stuff all the time. That's beautiful. That's a great um, segue into why you do what you do. I mean, you saw you, you see the changes and shifts in your family when you when somebody enlightens you, you're able to bring that home. Well, what in you uh, makes you care about everybody else? I mean, do you has the feedback from the Natural Man podcast uh, been enough to keep you going and inspired to continue on this journey that you're on? Definitely, definitely. Um, the the listeners have been awesome. The feedback has been really good. It's been very encouraging. It's fired me up to keep going. And I think what what motivates me the most to do this podcast is that I've I've been sick. I've been chronically sick, and I was on a I was on a really dangerous path. And if I didn't make a change, I honestly think. Um, I wouldn't be here today. Um, it was a downward spiral. I had no energy levels. I remember going to see a a movie with my family and I would just fall asleep. I didn't have any energy. It was just chronic fatigue all the time, which wears on you. You're not sleeping. Uh, it affects you emotionally. Um, you can't function. You can't focus. You're not motivated to do things. And it's just a miserable place to be. Like when your body's not working properly, when you can't get the help you need, um, when you're stuck on, you know, a, a, a pill or whatever it is that you don't want to have to be on. And, and sometimes people have to take pills and that's, that's understandable. And I'm not judging. I'm not telling anybody to change their regimen by any stretch. But if you're on a medication, you're stuck on this medication and it's making you sicker, it's just a really frightening place to be. And that's where I was. And it's a helplessness that you feel. And so my heart breaks for people who are in that state, because there's a lot of people like that. I know people that have lived through that. I've talked to people like that. Well, this, well, this sounds like what you're talking about is a major shift, a major transition in your life relative to you uh, being proactive about figuring out what to do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, can you think of a, can you think of an, another shift that may have gotten you on this path uh, earlier? Was there some inciting action in your life uh, as a as a younger man or as a, a boy that kind of uh, made you believe that uh, you were here to sort of help others, or or was it you know was, is it just a natural the natural uh, man that you are sort of uh has the natural inclination to help people is, is there anything unique in that in your journey relative to you you know really being faced with obstacles um that um you really took to heart that shifted your perspective maybe maybe got you on a spiritual path or got you on a mm -hmm. anything like that yeah yeah definitely well I, i'm a christian and so, you know, as a Christian, as, as a believer of the Christian faith, um, 
I'm called to love people. You know, that that's a calling, like we need to love others. And so that's definitely embedded into my, I feel it's embedded into my being and I, you know, it's not something I do perfectly by any stretch. And I'm not Can you remember it. the moment that that happened and where you were when, when you had a, when you had that, um, that enlightenment, that rebirth, do you, do you remember the moment? You know, I do. I do. I was, uh, working in my office late at night and, uh, I was overworked. Um, I was stressed out. I was, uh, deep in fear and anxiety. I was running, um, you know, a marketing business that was busy and I was doing well, but with the busyness came stress, anxiety, lack of sleep. This is all part of my younger days where I wore my body down and I was just, uh, I didn't have a lot of gas left in the tank and, and living in this perpetual fear. And I, I touched on this before. It was a different kind of fear. I wasn't chronically sick yet, but I was <laughs> I was well on my way in just the way I was wearing down my body. And I just had this moment where I was like, there has to be more to this. There has to be more to this. And, and my wife was, was a believer in God and, and she had already felt that way. And so she had a lot of influence on my life in that direction um, at that time. And so, you know, I started started attending church with her because I didn't go in the beginning. Well, what happened? What happened in that moment? It's late at night. You're sitting there at your desk and you're in your office, maybe by yourself working late hours. And all of a sudden, what happened? I guess it was, a, I guess it was an epiphany where nice. I just, I just realized it was a good. What does that feel like to have that? Like, what is it? Like what, like what, what, so clearly whatever transpired afterwards changed you forever. Definitely. Definitely. So um, what happened in there? The, the scales were lifted off my eyes and I was like, there's, there, there's more to this life. And I've been living in this spiritual darkness. I was unhappy. Um, I was miserable. I was fearful. I was anxious. I, I feared things. I didn't even know what the things were. I would create things. I would manufacture things to fear. Um, I would think of things to just worry about. I would wake up in the morning worrying about things. And that's a miserable place to be. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever been there, Tom, but it's a, it's a miserable place to be. You, you strike me as this like free spirit kind of guy. You know what I mean? You kind of like seem like you roll with the punches and you're very, you're always, every time I talk to you, you're very calm and, and balanced. And I admire that about you. Um, that wasn't me at that time. I don't even know if that's fully me now. <laughs> well, I'm old now. But, I mean, I'm gosh, I'm closing in on 60 in like a few weeks. So Really? You know, you know, the lessons of life have certainly humbled me to the to the nth degree. But yeah. here, this is what, this is, you know, like it's in this interval. It's funny. You know, it's almost like you don't have words to, to, to describe the intimacy and the grandeur of the Lord Jesus Christ entering in your life at that moment. And then yeah. what else was added to the whole big picture? I mean, do, yeah. Do you remember what you said, what you did when, when you went home? Did you, do you, did you, what, I mean, what happened? You know, I just went to bed that night, um, with a new purpose in life and, and part yeah, of that but you purpose. You just said, you just said, I just went to bed that night yeah. well, I, with I, a I, new I, purpose as if you went to Seven <laughs> Eleven to grab a coffee or something. It was three in the morning, man. I had to I go to bed. Hey. <laughs> It's three in the it morning. Three in the morning. Time. That's the greatest time for that's the greatest time for the biggest breakthroughs on the planet. It's three in the morning. Ain't nobody around except for yeah. just you and you and you and the forces that be. 
Well, I mean, angels didn't come down from heaven. It no, wasn't like that. Is. There wasn't fire. There, there wasn't a oh, path of fire out my doors. None of that. But all I'm saying was, um, I, I I went to bed that night with with just a different mindset and woke up it? that next morning what just was a different mindset? purpose, man. That there was more to life than than working and worrying about life. What else? And, so what was the more? What was the more? Spending time with my family, taking moments to enjoy life. Um, taking breaks, you know, going down, going down to sit by the water on my lunch break, sitting in the sunlight, like things I wasn't doing. It was just the midnight oil, burning the midnight oil all the time, burning the candle at both ends. There's so many different ways to term that. Oh, no, so, no, well, that's really beautiful though, because what, what you're describing is like one of the keys to a good life and you're describing yeah. not taking things for granted. You're describing the next breath that you take is not taken for granted. What you're describing is a, a, a next level understanding and deepening of perception of the world around you and an appreciation of you in relation to it. Yeah. That's what you're sort of describing. You're describing um, uh, maybe you're going through the similar motions, but all of a sudden these motions take on a new life and a new meaning. Definitely. Hey, this is Mike C, and we want you to know that we only endorse products we truly believe in. We're an affiliate of best-selling author Dr. Carolyn Dean's RNA Reset Products, home of the famous Remag Liquid Magnesium Supplement. So when you go to RNAreset.com and make any purchases using the coupon code NATURALMAN, we get a commission. So if you like what we do, this is one way you can support the Natural Man podcast. Make your purchase now at RNAreset.com using the coupon code NATURALMAN. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four Kids Flashback. And, and, you know, the more, the more I would read my Bible and just, just become more, you know, understanding of the words in it and the different pages and reading the different books and the different chapters, uh, one book would stand out in particular, and that was the uh, book of Ecclesiastes, which was written by King Solomon. And the whole underlying theme of that entire book is living in contentment. And, ah. and living in the moment. Solomon was probably one of the richest men in all of history. King Solomon, he had it all. You know, he had 700 wives. I don't even know how he got to all of them in one lifetime, but I guess he did. Um, he had parks that were built just for him. Um, he had it all, man, at his fingertips. And it wasn't the, 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 the joys of life. What he said was they're not in things. They're not in places. They're in enjoying and appreciating what you have. And when I was working like a dog back in those days with my marketing business, 
Um, I wasn't living in contentment. I wasn't enjoying what I had. I wasn't able to step back and say, oh, look at this. You know what I mean? I've got a business. Um, I'm doing well. I've got a family that loves me. There's, there was no perspective. It was just, I got a family, so I got to work. I got a family, so I got to work. It was just this really weird, linear and unhealthy thought pattern that would just increase anxiety. And I think a lot of us, a lot of us get caught up in that. And sometimes you have to just stop, take a step back. Don't work all night. Sometimes you have to take a break. I know we have things to do, but um, you know, you can't, you can't drive yourself into the ground. And that's what I was doing. So the practical, but the practical application of King Solomon in that part of the Bible, I mean, how do you, what's the practical application? Like, what does that look like in a moment? Like Mike, okay. Mike feels overwhelmed. Now what does Mike do? Mike stops, goes outside and uh, sits in the sunlight. And there might be time of prayer, uh, time to just meditate on the things of life. Um, or I don't know, listen to a what, podcast, what, read a what, book. What, what happens? What happens in, I mean, it's definitely a physio, it's not more, it's more, it's more than just a mind shift, right? It's a physiological yeah. uh, transformation into another realm that puts you in harmony with your environment, I guess, right? Something like absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's heavily physiological, Tom, like um, sunlight, when it hits your skin, it actually begins... It, it does a lot of things that are good for you. But one thing it does is it increases nitric oxide production right inside your blood vessels, that UV light that penetrates through your skin. It doesn't end at your skin. It affects your tissues in a certain way. Nitric oxide is what? Laughing gas, right? You go to the dentist, you're stressed out. I hate going to the dentist, but you know they give me the nitrous. You're happy as a clam when you get that stuff. They put that mask on and, and you know all your stress is gone. Well, sunlight does that naturally. And so there is a physiological change. When you get in that environment, it's an environment of relaxation. Um, it feels like I've unplugged. I've left my worries at the door, the patio door in this case. And um, it's just a time to reflect. My backyard is my oasis. You know, I, I, I joke that it's my little garden of Eden. Um, and and that's, that's where I go to just de-stress and to relax. And fortunately, where we live, it's quiet. And so I don't, I don't have to hear too much noise. We're, we're blessed in that way. Bro, so you got to bottle just... that. You got to bottle that. You got to figure out how to get that in a bottle. I mean, you got to. So, so what's cool is, is that, you know, let's not take your journey for granted in any respect. I mean, you're, you're talking about not just an idea or a shift. You're talking about action. You're talking about positioning yourself and, uh, and, and waiting based on your, how you're perceiving the world around you. You're shifting that perspective, and physiologically, you're going through some changes, yeah. which brings you back into harmony with the with your objective reality. Um, which then what? It's like clearing the slate. Things fall into perspective. Now what? It's 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 just refreshing. You recharge your batteries. Um, again, sunlight does more than that. Sunlight optimizes your mitochondria. It recharges recharges the batteries inside your cells. So it's like I come out there with a with a with dead batteries and I need a recharge. 
That's what that does. So it's taking those moments, whatever that is in your life. Not everybody can do what I'm doing. I get that. We all live in different environments. We don't have access to the same things. But you have to find that personal oasis. You have to find that spot or that place. And if you can't go anywhere, then I, I then you seek it mentally. You put yourself somewhere. Um, I used to do that when I would have trouble getting to sleep. I would put myself in Malibu. I love Malibu. I, I know you know where Malibu is. I love Malibu. I love the sun. I love the breeze. I love the sound of the ocean. I like walking on the beach. I love the mountains, the cliffs. So I would just put myself there. Um, I'll put myself, putting my feet in the hot sand and, and just enjoying that 75, 76 degree breeze off the Pacific Ocean. Whatever it is where you can put yourself mentally to recharge yourself and to de-stress and to distract from the things that might be dragging you down. We're all going to have stressors in life, all of us. Um, that's unavoidable. But it's it's seeking those things and taking deliberate time to recharge and refresh. Otherwise, you're no good to yourself or to anybody around you. Hey, guys, we're, we're here with Mike C., founder of the Natural Man Podcast, and he's, giving, he's dropping some, some gems here. Uh, and we're sending him some flowers for doing the great work that he that he does to serve our community through this Natural Man podcast. Um, and uh, so we have the pleasure of having him here on his own podcast, running him over the coals like he ran all of us over the coals. So here we go. Payback's a biatch. <laughs> Tell them so who listen, you are too, Tom. Tell them hey, who listen, you are too. Uh, so listen, you, you mentioned the power of prayer. And, yeah. Um, that, that's fascinating to me. Um, how does that work? It's a conversation with God, man. It's a conversation with our creator. It's a conversation with uh, the, the author of everything around us. Um, he's absolutely sovereign. There's nothing that's outside of his control. And, you know, as, as his children, he wants us to press into him. He wants us to lean on him. He wants us to spend time with him. So it's a dialogue. It's a dialogue. It's a meditation. I might read a scripture and just meditate on it and consider what its meaning is and why I'm reading it and what purpose it serves in my own life as far as application. Um, it's, it's just meditating on what I believe to be the divine truth and and. You know, I, I hold that. That's dear to me. It's dear to my family. And and it's a part of my identity and it's part of who I am and who we are. And so um, there needs to be time to do that. And I find that when I take the time to do that, when I try to do that first thing in the morning and then sometimes throughout the day, if there's not too much going on, that doesn't happen every day, most definitely. But um, I find when I do that, when I when I make time for God in the morning, the day just kind of lines up and falls into place a little better. And then when I don't do that, if I sleep in or I, I wake up stressed out or distracted, um, sometimes the day runs away on me. And so it's it's a balance and it's a center, a, a mental center centering that I need to proceed with my day and my life. So after after prayer, there's a, once again another physiological shift. You can feel the, the balance. You can feel the weight lifted. If, if somebody in your podcast here is, is never prayed like how like how and 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 how do you measure the the result of of this communication what do you think 
what do you think physiologically is going on? But if I've never prayed, mm-hmm. like how would I, how would I begin? Well, you know, you can acknowledge uh, who Jesus is. Um, you know, he's the he's the Son of God, as the, as the Bible tells us, and to um, thank him for the sacrifice that he made for all people. Um, well, somebody must have him. turned you on to praying, right? Do, do you remember the for somebody, the first person that got you to pray? Man, I grew up going to church, so I don't remember. I was probably really young. My parents were churchgoers um, most of their lives. What was the first prayer you learned? Oh man, probably the Our Father. You know, Our the, Father, uh, the Lord's Prayer. Our yeah. Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is, on earth as it is in heaven, is profoundly powerful to me. That's just now. A why is huge, that huge responsibility? Like the suggestion is, is it's that you can bring heaven to earth through your existence. And I think yeah. the invitation is extraordinary. It's very yeah. humbling to think that uh, you can bring the divine intelligence into this format and 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 uh, I guess you know reflect our potential. Yeah, me. Uh, uh, the uh, on earth as is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. You know, to me, it's always been an interpretation of not just food, but our sensory impression of the world around us. The daily bread, you know, like our impressions, the things that we receive, the things that we consume that that yeah. nourish us. Yeah. Uh, daily bread. Uh, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And to me, all that means is a big hug. Yeah. You're like, that's, yeah. how do we forgive ourselves? Okay, we give ourselves a hug, we give others a hug. So how yeah. do we get over ourselves? Well, we, we give ourselves a hug, we, we forgive yep. ourselves, right? How do we, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's got several cornerstones to, to uh, your own personal evolution. It does, Tom, <laughs> you're right. And you know what? It's, you hit on something so key there. It's probably one of the most difficult things we'll ever have to do. Because people are going to hurt us along the way, whether it's friends, family members, uh, spouses, partners, girlfriends, cousins. Um, someone's going to hurt you somewhere if you're interacting with people. If you're out living in the woods by yourself, then, you know, um, insulated from humanity, then maybe you'll, you'll, you'll avoid that. But there's going to be hurt. Somebody's going to disappoint us. Somebody. Um, I know I've disappointed and grieved people. And I've had it, I've experienced it myself, and I'm sure you have too in your almost 60 years. Dude, you don't look above 40, by the way, just for the <laughs> yeah. record. Yes. You're, you're a handsome yes. dude, man. You're a handsome dude. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's a hard thing to do, forgive people. And, you know, I've been, I've been walking this Christian path for almost a couple of decades, not quite two decades, but, but you know, moving in on that. And... I'll still wrestle with that. You know, something will upset me or somebody might say something that I didn't expect them to say or or sometimes I think we put unrealistic expectations on others, which is on us, not on them. Um and and I'll let those things upset me. And so learning to forgive is so key to just being well and being centered in your own life and I know I've come across people who don't forgive and who hang on to things and you know they're hanging on to things because they might tell you that they've forgiven you for something and then two years later they'll bring up 
something that you did to upset them or whatever it is. And it's clear that they haven't gotten past that. And that is not a healthy way to live. I think that's like a spiritual cancer in a person's soul when they live in constant resentment and anger. Um, all that stuff has physiological effects on our bodies and it affects your heart rate. It affects your breathing rate. It increases your blood pressure. It constricts your blood vessels. It initiates a stress response. Your adrenal glands start pumping out more cortisol. Um, you know, there might be some adrenaline going with some of that anger. And those aren't healthy things to be happening for a prolonged period of time. There, the stress response, a healthy stress response, the way it was intended for us is, oh, a lion's chasing me. I got to get out of here. And so you get that five-minute burst of adrenaline to hide in a cave or wherever you need to go, um, or in this day and age, a mall. I don't know, wherever you need to go to get away from said danger. Um, but if you're living in that all the time, and I think unforgiveness can put you in that. And so we need to forgive people. Do you know what I mean? Well, this is the the... the Savior died on a cross for us and uh, absolved us from our past if we so choose to forgive ourselves. There's an opportunity to, to start fresh and Amen. to remind ourselves that to carry that burden, to carry that cross is no longer necessary. And so that Lord's Prayer from the Christ man himself are powerful words to remind oneself that your freedom is just around the corner. Yeah. And, and it's really up to you to reclaim your birthright, yep. which is, which is to, to live without suffering and to be grateful and to assist and to serve in whatever capacity that you can. And so that's the great invitation. And so within that prayer, uh, you know, uh, um, I don't know if you feel the same way about prayer, but you know, we're, we're taught these things as children without having any scope of what it may mean later on and these prayers deepen as you get older and all of a sudden the lights go on <laughs> big time big time i mean yeah yeah i grew up going to church and i would say that prayer i was in schools when they were still saying that prayer in the mornings and i didn't know what any of it meant and you know when you're seven you're eight you don't really care right I mean, unless you got parents that are directing you and no, no disrespect to my parents, they did what they could, but, um, I didn't know what any of those words were. I would just say them robotically, but you're definitely right, Tom, as you get older, those take on a new meaning and they become, um, more profound with the more things you experience, whether they're the tragedies, the different types of suffering, the different disappointments, the different hardships that you won't experience necessarily as a child. Um, you know, adult, adult, not to belittle children's problems. We all have problems, but adult problems are just different. And you don't always have parents there to take you through those problems. Sometimes you're on your own. Um, and that's, that can be a difficult and scary place. And I think sometimes many adults don't know how to navigate through that. And so it's great to have a higher power that you can trust and believe in. Um, you know, what, I see it as a gift just to be able to believe the things I believe because I know not everybody does. And, you know, that's not the aim of this podcast necessarily, but I'm just sharing my heart here today. Um, but 
we need help in this life. It's, it's hard to navigate this life by ourselves. The, the world's complex. The problems are complex. We're faced with complexities that we had no idea we would face when we were five, six years old. Um, adulthood's cool, but it's a lot to take on. Don't you agree? It's interesting. You know, I've had the path of uh, the artist. So my art has asked of me to remain malleable and not stuck. And so uh, the gift of that particular pursuit uh, is in align with my spiritual pursuits. So there's, there's been an aligning uh, for a long time to help uh, counter my earthly needs, my gluttonous uh, tendencies and my, you know, to counterbalance the, the innate vulnerabilities that I have as a human. I am in a body. Yeah. And so the, but the invitation to remind myself that I'm also a divine human alongside of a complete idiot, uh, <laughs> hence the hypocrisy of being human uh, presents itself because we have both of these things within us. Yeah. And um, uh, I think that it's in that hypocrisy, in that journey from the idiot into your divinity is... Uh, Part of why we're here, I, th I think. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's part of the satisfaction of solving solving the riddle and finding yeah. more freedom as you close in on your eventual um, return to the cycle. And yeah. so, um, our, you know, the reason why I brought up prayer was interesting because, you know, how does that work? Because it works. And so we're, you know, we're running this re repetitive poetry, this repetitive stream of consciousness that has elements within us that unlock our divine yeah. self. You know, it's it's kind of a miracle in itself that we can digest suggestions and eventually get to the bottom of what they are and then blossom like a flower, like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, is that yeah. I think that's just I think it's just miraculous in itself. Uh, regardless of the suggestion that we give ourselves, but uh, the my art tells me that every thought manifests itself in the body. Yep. So if that's the case, and we're able to take a metaphysical piece of poetry and remind ourselves and to suggest to ourselves that these things are possible, and then all of a sudden that divine element wakes up like, what? Then we have yeah. one of your experiences at 3 a.m. where you're like, <laughs> you know what? I don't have to be this miserable, suffering yep. grinder. I can, I can be, I can do the same work and have a completely different perspective. And that, that's yeah. Really no, it is, man. You're right. And um, I, I'm sorry I can't be more descriptive when you want me to. When you asked me the details of prayer, I can only tell you it's a dialogue with a being that is greater than myself that I believe. And it's also hard for me to explain because it's supernatural and I'm not in the supernatural. I, I am, I'm tapping into the supernatural when I'm doing that, when I'm in prayer, but I still have to live in the natural and my nature right now is natural. There's a spirit within me, but I'm in this human body. And so it's, it's hard to really elaborate. I can't take you by the hand and bring you into some supernatural realm to show you these things. I can show you what I believe. I can share it verbally. 
Um, I can do those things, but um, I'm still in the natural. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's something that's supernatural. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to describe it. Um, you know, the apostle Paul talked about that when he was taken up into heaven um, in one of his uh, letters in the New Testament. He said that uh, eye has not seen and ear has not heard. And he had no words to even describe what he saw. He couldn't describe it. He didn't even thought it would be, he didn't even think it would be useful to write down what he saw. It was just one of those, you had to be there. And I think that blows my mind in that what is beyond this life. You know what I mean? Hey guys, we're here with Mike C, founder of the Natural Man podcast, and he's dropping some gems. He's talking about the supernatural, prayer. What else are we getting into? Diet. Um, what else do we got to touch on? We only we only got to one of those one of these things relative to your speakers in terms of how they influenced you, and that introduced diet. Was there yeah. anything else that, that that came to you? We got to diet. We got to prayer. We got we're getting into. Uh, taking personal responsibility, taking on a practice to enlighten us, to find our divine aspects. Mm-hmm. Any, any other gems that uh, you've taken home with you from, from your experience with the natural man? Um, you know, I'm trying to think. A lot of it's been diet-based stuff, lifestyle stuff. Um, you know, emotional health. And that was something that you and I discussed in, in past episodes. Um, emotional health is important too. And I think it's, I think it's tied into what we're discussing here. Um, but just being able to stay emotionally grounded using the different strategies that we shared here, um, and, and not letting the demons of life get the best of you, whatever that is, whatever your fears are tackling those things. It's difficult. You'll wrestle with these things in life, but, um, I think it's important to be deliberate in trying to counter the effects of that in your life. Your emotional well-being is tied into the physical, tied into the spiritual. Um, you know, I, uh, Julia Ross, who was a, a fantastic researcher and author who we had on recently, talked about how there's no difference between the physical and the mental. It's all one. And she's right. And I, you know, when I asked her that question, I almost felt silly because it was so profound. And she's like, there's no distinction, I think was her response. And I had to like just stop while she was speaking and thinking, there is no distinction. She's absolutely right. I mean, the mind is part of our physiological being. Um, so, so mental health is another big one that's important. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, well, these, these, uh, these pursuits these uh, aspirations that you have through your guests through this outlet of uh, internet out into the world uh, there's got to be a a deep um, yearning or a a purpose or a basis on which uh, you'd like to serve this planet in the time that you're here I mean Mm -hmm. if you could have a wish for, for us as a as humanity, I mean, what, 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 what would it be, do you think? Like, I mean, and you have a family, you have a family moving and carrying, carrying you into the future. I mean, what, 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 what are some of your concerns and, and how, do, how do you think we can kind of counterbalance these concerns that you have, in relation, especially in relation to the next generations? I think make your life purposeful. 
You know, it's overly simplistic when I say it, but don't just go through the motions. Don't live life without a thought. You know, some of us do that. Some of us just wake up, put our clothes on, you know, take a shower, put our clothes on, brush our teeth, go to work, whatever it is. Um, but I think do something purposeful, make a difference in the world. Like that's one small way I tried to impact the world was through this podcast. And my hope is it's making a positive impact and it's helping people. That's my hope and my prayer. And do what do what you're passionate about and do it with all your heart. And, you know, try to influence the world in a positive way. Um, there's so much negativity out there. There's so much anger. You know, everybody's always looking for a reason to be offended. Um, it's a weird time in, in human history. I bet everybody says that about every time in human history. But, I mean, things are just, things are always moving and evolving within humanity. And there's a lot of drawbacks in some of that evolution. Um, everybody's staring at their screens today, right? Wherever you go. Um, you're in a grocery store, somebody's standing in an aisle and they're in front of the can of tomatoes you want to get, but they're on their phone. So they're not paying attention. There's just so many distractions. And I think we lose sight of what this life is all about when we just get stuck in all those distractions. Take some time to unplug, you know, put your phone in airplane mode. Don't stare at your phone, turn it off, you know, turn off the TV, whatever it is. Um, take those moments, just be comfortable with yourself. Be comfortable with hearing the birds chirping or the traffic if you live in the city. You know, I used to visit New York a lot and I loved getting a hotel room on the 20th floor um, and just hearing the sirens in the distance, not that sirens are good, you know, obviously that's a bad thing if there's a siren going off. So not to make light of that in any way, but there's just that hum of the city. And when I would just shut everything off and shut the lights off, that hum and that traffic and those cab drivers honking at three in the morning, it's annoying when you're on the third floor, but when you're on the 20th floor, it's almost like a, it's almost harmonious and it puts you to sleep. Um, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm straying in so many different directions, but no, you're not. You're 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 on, you're on point. Okay, it's, be it's beautiful where you're where you're cool. headed and where you, how you strung it together is just absolutely fine. Cool. Uh, I, I, you know, you have children, you have kids. Mm -hmm. um, what have they taught you about this process? What have they taught you about yourself relative to your own mortality, your own well-being, the things that uh, you know? What are they teaching you? You know, they've taught me that my life's not just about me. Um, you know, it's when you have kids, um, you make those realizations is the minute you have a kid, it's like, okay, um, this is my responsibility. Now, this is a person that I've brought into the world. Um, I have to make this meaningful for them and I can't sit and think about myself. Now it's taken my eyes off myself, which I think for me has been helpful because I was fixated on myself for a long time I, I know you got a, i know you got a special kid can you think of can you think of what that special kid has said to you uh reflected to you about you know they say the children are close to their divine selves yeah that, that so they're they're more they're closer to uh the source than we are as we get older can you mm -hmm. can you think of a moment that you may have had or shared privately 
where you were like, oh my God. <laughs> like, Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of them, but one that sticks out just happened this past weekend and my, my, uh, my son was uh, playing video games in the basement and he called me and I'm like, what's up, buddy? And he goes, come sit with me. And I was like, sure. And I, I went down and it's like, he wants my time. Like he wants to hang out with me and he's younger now, but you know, when he's 30, he won't have that time. Wait a second. Wait a second. Let's back up. Yeah. So there's, there's a little, there's a moment there. There's a lot of thinking there. So the, yeah. oh, the, the little guy comes up and he, he says to his dad, he says, come sit with me. So what yeah, happens to hang that out. Little, what little guy, What does that mean? It make it lights me up, man. It, it lights me up. It fills my heart with love. Um, it reminds me that I'm loved that he wants to spend that time with me. He can go do whatever he wants, you know, within reason, of course. I mean, he can go in the backyard. Um, he can go. Uh, so what hit, So what hit you? So there's something that there's more in that thought of, well, you think you said it, but you kind yeah. of blew through it, but there was a, that's yeah. a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a big deal because um, it just reminds you that you're loved. Every human being on this planet wants to be loved, right? I don't care who you are. And there's nothing like being loved. And so when you have those little reminders in your life that somebody loves you, whoever that is, it might be your, you know, it might be a friend, it might be a neighbor, a spouse, um, you know, it could be a dog, you know, um, whatever it is, something or somebody loves you and you can't beat that feeling. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's why, just, why do you think, why do you think we forget that? Why do you think it's like, why do you think that was a wake up call for you in that moment? Why, I mean, why, I, what, in, you know, you're the, you're the kid's dad. I mean, why, yeah. what happens to us that we, we lose that um, intimacy or that, that nuance? I mean, because, because it brought you back, it, it brought you back into your body. It brought it you back to what was most important. It brought you back to an appreciation of, hmm. uh, for not just having a kid, which we can have a tendency to objectify children, that's a little human. That's a little soul. That's a little yeah. future impactor on, of the planet. And yeah. and uh, they have their own. They're autonomous in their in their existence relative to their soul. Right? They have yeah. they have this a singularity about them. Not only are they your kids, but they're they're individuals. Yeah. Um, I Very guess. Cool. It, yeah. It will takes you <laughs> off yourself. In that moment so it's whatever i need to do you know i was thinking of something i had to do in that moment and it was this uh pleasant um interruption in your time um a needed interruption and i was like no what i needed to do was not important and so i parked it and i went and hung out with him yeah and yeah that's what you do man like that's, that's what you do but yeah. you know it's so easy to get to lose it in the shuffle oh yeah we do it all the time we do it all the time. And that's where, this is what I was talking about before is taking those moments, whatever those are. That was one of those moments for me, you know, not to sound like it was steeped in self-interest, but it was therapeutic. It's therapeutic for me when I do things like that. And, and but, I need that. I think we but, all but need isn't that. That's totally in line with the natural man. Yeah. The natural yeah. man. It's like, that's, yeah. that's what it's these it's that little thing that happens in that particular moment that reminds yeah. you that you are this this thing connected to other things in a in an extremely uh, important way. 
Yeah. It's so easy to just blow past that all day long. We do it all the time, don't we? Ugh. It's ugly because we do it all the time. And and when you can, when you have that ability to step outside of yourself and not focus on yourself and focus on something else or someone else or something meaningful to you, whatever that is. And if you're, if you don't have somebody, then it's, it's focusing on something that you're passionate about or important to you. I think that's where you're going to make the most impact in this world. You're going to influence the world for the better and your life's going to have more meaning. I, I firmly believe that. Hey, this is Mike C, guys, with the nat- the founder of the Natural Man podcast, and he's just dropping some gems on us, sharing sharing his insights and some of the things that he's learned from his guests and, and some of the things that he's enlightening us about relative to his personal experience. It's really... It's really been a pleasure. I mean, is there any other beautiful things that you would like to bring to us in this moment? Um, well, you've put me on the spot here, Tom. I don't know. We've we've uh <laughs> gone around the world once here. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah, definitely. Um just to drive that same point home as we as we wrap up, man, and it's just uh do something meaningful in your life and try to impact the world in a positive way in whatever way. Um, God has enabled you to do because we all have different gifts. Your gifts are different from mine. Um, my gifts are different from the next person. And so it's it's finding what those are and utilizing them and making the most of our lives, I, I firmly believe, will um, fulfill our purpose for why we're here. What a beautiful tag that was. This is Thomas Ardivani with Mike C. on his podcast, The Natural Man Podcast. Mike, you've been an awesome guest on your own show. Just want to let you know that. Thank you, sir. And you've been an <laughs> awesome host on this. And, uh, you know, we might have to talk about some co-hosting opportunities if you got the time, because you're, you're real fun to hang out with, man. Oh, well, listen, it, it, you know, you're, it's such a beautiful gift that you're giving us and your pursuit. Uh, I only wish it uh, more and more, more power and strength and energy. And uh, 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 we'll put that out to the world and we'll see what comes back. Sounds good, man. Thanks a lot, Tom. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too, bud. Bye. The Natural Man Podcast. Check us out. Naturalmanpodcast.com Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 
another Sound Off Media Company podcast.